This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going to be evil on these people. You're just not got a free shot. All these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? Mega media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warrior, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. documents and President Biden, he says he's cooperating fully with a review into how classified documents from the Obama administration ended up in an office he used after his time as vice president. Speaking yesterday, the president commented on the matter for the first time since details of the probe came to light on Monday. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. And we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon. And uh, there will be more detail at that time. Two sources familiar with the matter tell NBC News President Biden's personal lawyers discovered fewer than a dozen classified documents at the Penn Biden Center in Washington back on November 2nd, immediately after the White House says it notified the Department of Justice and National Archives and turned over the documents the next day. Since then, sources say a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney has been reviewing the matter for the Department of Justice, and Attorney General Merrick Garland has been briefed on preliminary findings from the FBI. It is now up to Garland to decide whether to open a criminal investigation into the situation. When asked yesterday why the discovery of the documents was not disclosed sooner, a spokesman for the White House Counsel's Office wrote in a statement, quote, this is an ongoing process under review by DOJ, so we're going to be limited in what we can say at this time. We are committed to doing this the right way, and we will provide further details when it is appropriate. I mean, do they really have the power to go in and, and, and look at their own investigations, criminal probes against Republican members that are ongoing right now? I mean, do they really have the right, some of the most extreme crackpots, do they really have a right to look at, at intel information, uh, top secret classified intel information that, that for years, only uh, the, the, the top eight intel officials on Capitol Hill uh, members have been able to look at. I can't imagine that the White House, that the Senate, that others are going to sit back and let these people destroy American intelligence agencies, destroy the FBI, harm our national security because they've got a grudge in the name of Donald Trump. I mean, Jackie's absolutely right. There's a longstanding policy at DOJ. They're not going to disclose any intel that relates to an ongoing investigation. It's almost impossible. Actually, it is impossible to imagine that they would somehow reverse course uh, under the weight of a, uh, the new Congress, a, a very slim Republican majority, where there are clear conflicts uh, going on right now because some of the members of 
that Republican majority are under investigation. It would completely compromise the investigation, they'll argue. Um, doesn't mean that these House Republicans won't test the theory, right? Uh, they'll push and push and push. You can see a future in which they uh, try to litigate this in the court system, uh, the congressional right to oversight here versus the DOJ's prerogatives in their investigations. Um, but this also raises some clear questions about motivations uh, for the members of Congress. And to your point, whether this is being done at the behest of their party leader, Donald Trump, and some of the members who are under investigation, um, it's going to be a fascinating couple months, I, I guess. But uh, ultimately, <laughs> you, can make, you, you see a future in which this is just ground to a halt because the DOJ will say pound sand. And again, Willie, this is... This is the Republican Party, once again, not reading the room. And by the room, I mean the United States of America. American voters. Not reading the American voters who rejected them in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2022. And now they're going to try to politicize intelligence. They're going okay. to try to get. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to make sure you understand, uh, this is going to be every day that is it full. <laughs> Look at these rats. When you start turning over, look at the cockroaches. When you start turning over the rocks, it's, I, I could literally watch this all day long and the fight's going to be intense. They're going to go to court. They're going to roads, intelligence, all of it. No, we're going to get to the bottom of the deep state inside the apparatus. Okay. They know it's coming and morning Mika can sit there and have the big salt tears and cry and how Torres, you know, I noticed when they talk about the top secret, see the top secret information. What about the top secret information? Compartmented. They never said compartmented top secret information. But somebody's going to join me in a second. The other thing, and I'm going to connect dots here. We're going to come back and the whole show is kind of going to be weaving this in and out is that a CNN just reports. That is CNN just reports. And I want to give you the headline. At 6 o'clock tonight, we're going to be going through with experts and going through all this. But CNN headline, FDA vaccine advisors disappointed and angry. Those are both in quotes. Disappointed and angry that early data about the new COVID-19 booster shot wasn't presented for review last year. Let me repeat this. FDA vaccine advisors disappointed and angry that early data about new COVID-19 booster shot wasn't presented last year. Some vaccine advisors to the federal government say they're disappointed and angry that government scientists and the, wait for it, pharmaceutical company Moderna didn't present a set of infection data on the company's new COVID-19 booster during meetings last year when the advisors discussed whether the shot should be authorized and made available to the public. As you remember, we did, we were doing specials. We covered that wall to wall and we're going to have on today Later, Malone, uh, Naomi Wolf, Ed Dowd, uh, hopefully Dr. McCullough, the whole, the whole posse that was on top of that. You're going to see a lot of this. This is what you're going to see over the next couple of weeks, whether it's the FDA and CDC or the intelligence agencies or Joe Biden. Oh my gosh. Did I say, what did, did, oh my gosh. Look at that. Now that we're in charge, you're going to find a lot of them like in the intelligence. I didn't know that. Look at, did Biden have that over in, in the closet over in his, uh, over in the Chinese financed 
uh, a think tank over at the University of Pennsylvania. I did. Wow, look at that. Hey, was there not data? Did Moderna really? Did we not have? Did they actually have data? And the government scientists had it, and we didn't actually present it. Oh my gosh, I'm angry and disappointed. You're going to see a lot of angry and disappointed. I'm very disappointed. I'm I'm very angry. I'm very angry at you. I'm very angry at you. Look at Joe Biden wandering around. This is totally different to Mar-a-Lago. Here's the lie. He had to move it twice. They moved it first, and then they had to move it to the new building. They moved these documents twice. They had These are multiple felonies. Just like we're going to get multiple felonies on Moderna. A new day has dawned, okay? You're going to see a lot of angry and disappointed. The, gosh, how did that happen? You're going to see stuff exploding on here that we've been telling you they've been lying from day one and the weaponization of government, the church, uh, the Frank church like committee that we've argued for now for four or five years. When I went into the White House, I could see the corruption, the incompetence of the intelligence services and the corruption and incompetence of the FBI, the corruption at DOJ. It's sickening. And Joe Scarborough, you can sit there and whine all you want and pull your hair out all you want. And Mika can whine all she wants and give that screwed up face and look in the camera and knit her brows. It's coming, baby. Yeah, you're first that these rats are going to run. They're going to go to court. Oh, we can't do it with this. So, so highly secure. And let's go down to the skiff. No, 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 no. Let's like Comer said, let's get them on national TV. Put them down there. You had your J6 thing. You had your J6 show trial. Hey, baby, you had your fun. You're about to get it. You're about to get a high hard one. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, understand every day you want to take your country back. You want to save this republic. It's a grind. And here's the kind of folks we need to do it. I want to bring Joe Kent in. Joe, I just got a couple questions uh, about uh, your opponent. And I know you got, you got something you want to tell us. But just before we tee that up, your, your opponent who was out there. Uh, running, she was basically running as mini me Joe Kent. She was a populist nationalist working class. I'm for the small business owner. I'm going to be here. I'm going to make sure it's open. I, I don't report to anybody in the Democratic Party. That's all nonsense. I'm not some progressive left nutcase. I'm actually a populist nationalist, uh, for the entrepreneur, for working class people. I am a blue collar candidate. Did she vote, uh, just, uh, Joe, did she vote for the rules changes that actually break the imperial speakership? And that even people on the progressive left tweeted all weekend, we wish we had a Matt Gates that had, we wish we had the courage and the guts to stand up to Pelosi a couple of years ago to break the imperial speakership. If we had done that, we had gotten more done. Did she vote for or against the rules package that opened it up to the American people, Joe Kent? She voted against it. She wanted to keep the status quo of Nancy Pelosi. She voted in lockstep with Hakeem Jeffries and the rest of the Democrats, unfortunately. Okay. Hang on. Did she vote the IRS agents that are specifically targeted to entrepreneurs, the little middle class or working class entrepreneurs? She's the, she's the voice of the entrepreneurs, what she told us, right? She's the voice of the entrepreneur. Did she vote to rescind the funding for the IRS agents, Joe Kent? She did not. She voted against defunding the 87,000 IRS agents who are going to go after small business owners and they're going to go, going to go after the American working middle class. Did she the weaponization of government against uh, against uh, against the middle class and working class, the weaponization of government against civilians and parents and and, and, and all this woke ideology, the weaponization of the FBI, uh, DHS, uh, the DOJ, even CIA. And by the way, modeled on 
one of the biggest liberals in the Senate in the 1970s, a hero, Frank Church of Idaho, the church committee as a liberal, he said, this thing's out of control. And we've cut clips and put them up. There's absolutely brilliant his pressing, how pressing he was about the administrative state. Did she vote for against the weaponization of government committee uh, in the House, sir? She voted against the formation of that committee. She likes the status quo and absolutely out of control and weaponized FBI going after parents that show up at school board meetings because she is in lockstep with this woke ideology. Didn't she promise, correct me if I'm wrong, because we followed this one quite closely, and she only won about, what, 2,000 votes under 1%. Um, this one I understand. I thought she stood up at all these town halls, and she swore to the folks in that district that the one thing you could count on her is that she was an independent thinker, and she would the one thing she would never do, ever do, would be walk, just vote in lockstep with the Democratic Party national apparatus. Was that a bald-faced lie, Joe Kent? That was a bold-faced lie. I mean, she did a very good job of concealing who she truly is on the campaign trail, but she can't hide from the record that she's quickly developing. She's voting in lockstep with the radical Hakeem Jeffries, who's completely aligned with Nancy Pelosi. Like we said, she voted against reining in the IRS that's going after the middle class, going after small businesses. She voted in lockstep to keep the intelligence community of this national security state targeting the American people, targeting parents that show up at school board meetings. So she's really exposing herself as nothing more than just another woke foot soldier for the Democrats. We got about a minute here, and I'm going to hold you through the break. But you, do you, you, you came on today to actually talk to the American people and the people in your district. Do you have something to tell us? I do, absolutely. Hey. Over the last two years, people have really gotten to know me. They know I'm a combat veteran, fought for this country. They know that I'm okay with taking on the Republican establishment. I beat a 12-year incumbent. And during the course of the campaign, my uh, the people in the district really didn't get a chance to know my opponent, Marie Perez. She really said that she was some sort of a moderate and she was going to work for change, work across the aisle. We can see that now that's a complete lie. So I'm announcing today that I'm officially running for Congress in 2024 to take on Marie Perez and then to reclaim this district, Washington's third congressional district, as a common sense conservative district. Joe Kent, uh, you're a patriot and a hero. And I got to tell you, uh, if Joe Kent had been there last week, it'd have been even more explosive for the good of the team. I think even McCarthy's guys agree that that needed to be done. That needed to be done. You've got a house right now that is on fire on offense. Joe Kent's going to join us after break. I got Jack Posobiec. We have Mike Davis on the on the Biden crime family. Now crimes with handling uh, highly classified compartment information. Colonel Derek Harvey and all the investigations. Harmeet Dillon, Caroline Levitt, Ben Harnwell from Rome. We are jammed wall to wall today. Back in a moment. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. 
Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Wednesday, 11 January in the year of our Lord, 2023, and right out of the box to start the new year, Joe Kent has announced he's running for Congress against a bald-faced liar. She looked those people in the district. I've followed all the town halls. We watch it quite closely. This is the New York Times, you know, the premier house race. And boy, could you think about Joe, if we had Joe Kent last week. Think of the heroes that stood up, you know, the Eli Cranes, guys that are very close to, to, to the Joe Kent's of the world, cut, cut from the same cloth, the cut of their jib as we say in the Naval Services. Um, Joe, you, you've, uh, I just want to make sure people understand this. This is what this country needs now in this time of trial, okay? This, this, this uh, CNN report, and I got Naomi Wolf, I got Malone, I got Dow. This thing is massive. This is massive. They have lied to you. They have lied to you consistently, and where is the media? They have lied to you. And now they're finding, oh, look in the drawer. God, is that there? <laughs> wow, how did that happen? You're going to see a lot of this. Here's the thing, this guy, Offit, this Dr. Offit, that he's dis- sad and dis- angry and disappointed. He's very angry and disappointed this happened. This is the scumbag that's working with the White House in the Twitter files to suppress the Naomi Wolfs and the Dr. Malones and the Dr. McCulloughs when these experts are coming forward and Naomi's organizing everything with Amy Kelly and the team. They're coming forward, put this information. That scumbag, don't get me angry and disappointed, dude. You're part of the problem and you're going to be held accountable. I'm angry and dis- I'm very angry and disappointed. Moderna, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk Moderna would have ever done such thing? Held back information? And nobody asked. In the time of trial, as we saw last week, human agency is everything. Divine prowess, yes, you can, we can pray all we want, and you have to pray. There's no doubt. This is a spiritual war. But divine providence works through human agency in the revolution, in the Civil War, in the Great Depression, World War II. This is the fourth turning of this nation. And, it's through, and you saw... Last week, a handful of people, a handful of people changed the direction of the country against all odds and against conservative ink. The controlled opposition all played their cards. I don't need to name names because you in the audience know them. And listen, that's remember, life comes down to these, the what they call in the military, the unforgiving minute, right? And that unforgiving minute when you have to make a decision and you have to commit. Joe Kent, you've seen that. Joe Kent, how many combat tours have you have you served for your country, see, uh, sir, overseas? Eleven combat tours, Steve. And you were there to defend democracy, defend the American way of life, correct, sir? Absolutely. Do you think this fight is as important as that fight at that time? Do you think this fight to save democracy in this nation and to make sure that we're not overwhelmed by an administrative state, a deep state, the um, the oligarchs on um, on uh, in Silicon Valley, the titans on Wall Street, all the great corporate forces, the World Economic Forum, all of it that does a raid against us, sir. 
I do, absolutely, Steve. I really thought that when I was fighting overseas, that that would be the struggle for my generation, that that was going to be our big test. It certainly was after 9-11, but now that we see all the lies, all the misrepresentations of the Iraq war, of what the ruling class has done to this country, I can see now clearly, and I think many people in my generation do, we saw a lot of great heroes like Eli Crane, he's another post-9-11 combat vet, Anna Paulina Luna, really stepping up and continuing that fight against the establishment, that fight against our permanent ruling class to restore the people's voice back to Washington, D.C. And that's why I'm not quitting, and that's why I'm running again. When this show would go out of their way to to highlight the the Eli Cranes and the Anna Paulina Lunas and the Caroline Lovitz and the Joe Kents, there was a method to our madness. We knew last week was going to come. We knew last week was going to come. And you had to have people of a certain caliber and timber, right? A certain um, uh, spiritual, moral, ethical dimension to them. Because the practicality of the fight, that the fight's always different in different elements. But Joe, you know what I mean? You've been in combat. You know what I mean about the, the unforgiving minute? You've been there. When that decision you make and the commitment you make is what defines men and women for their entire careers, like was defined last week. We know who the cowards are. We know who the controlled opposition is. It's quite evident, right? And we know who the heroes are. The hard six and the other 14, who were the other 14 were fa- fantastic too and, cu- and cut many of the deals. But you needed that anchor of also the hard six. Of and that's the Joe Kent's and the Caroline Levins. And by the way, even the McCarthy team would admit, hey, it came out better and we're now more focused and we know what we got to do and we're on point. Um, and I, it's not going to be perfect. Don't think we're, I was born at night, but I was not born last night. Joe Kent, walk through what this audience has to do to help you. And we now understand why we need the Joe Kent's and the Caroline Levitts. We need these heroes. We need these young patriots who are never going to back down ever. Joe Kent, walk us through the campaign and how can we, in the in the way the war audience do, can, can find out, as we say, find out more about it. Absolutely. We're announcing early because this is going to be a long and hard fight. We need to raise as much funding as we possibly can. At the end of the day, this comes down to resources and being able to put money on target. So I need everybody in the posse to go to joekentforcongress.com. Please share that out. If you can make any kind of donation, Last time, I didn't take any corporate PAC money. I'm not taking any corporate PAC money this time. I'm going to run all off of money coming from individual donors. So JoeKentForCongress.com is the place to make a donation if you possibly can, or just to get more information about my campaign and the fight that we're in right now. Let me just be very simple to the folks out in, 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 in uh, cause I don't want to make this too complicated because it doesn't need to be for the folks out in Washington three who are the backbone of this nation and who are great people and believe somebody only a thousand votes or a couple of two thousand votes different, but she looked you in the eye day in and day out and said, Hey, I am not going to vote for the national Democrat party. What they do on the, on the most important things at the beginning of this, she is, let me just summarize briefly a bald face liar. She looked you in the eye and she lied to you. That is a typical politician. Joe Kent, honored to have you on here, sir. And uh, you're the exact type of warrior uh, we need in Washington, D.C. And I cannot wait to see you in the city. Thank you very much, Steve. I really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Pasovic, let me bring you Pasovic. I got two fighters. I got a Polish and I got a, I got a, I got a red-haired Mick. 
uh, in Davis. Uh, then I got Harvey. I mean, and Harmie Dillon. I mean, we're, it's nothing but Fighters Day. Caroline Lovett. They're, they're, we're on the attack here. But so, but how important? You're a naval intelligence officer. How important is it to have guys like Joe King? Going through what we did last week, and you and Charlie Kirk did amazing coverage. How important is it to have the Joe Kents of the world uh, in this city now? Well, Congress? Steve, you got to remember that we went through, after World War II, after the Korean War, we went through a period where so many members of Congress had military experience, so many members were veterans themselves. We've now gotten to the point where we're at the lowest level of military service in the United States Congress. And that doesn't mean that you have to serve in the military to be, um, you know, to be some great yeah. congressman, to be some great leader. But you want people with that kind of experience, that kind of steely eyed gaze who understand what it means to actually be there and look a thousand yards ahead at the enemy dead in the eye. That's what yeah. Joe Kent brings to the table. And so you want people like that in there. Also, people like Joe Kent who understand more than anyone, because people forget Joe Kent is a gold star widower himself who understand the sacrifice that it means to send our men and women into harm's way and that it should only be done for the highest and most essential purposes and not to further the special interests and corporate interests of the American elite only against actual clear and present dangers to the United States and our homeland. By the way, we're reloading. People say, man, Joe Kent is the first couple of days of January. Wow. It's two years away. We're reloading right now. We're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're going to fill this place with even better people next time, right? Even more and better people. The Joe Kent's, the Caroline Lovitz. These are, these are the fighters and tigers you need. Let's play. I tell you, cause here's what, here's the, here's the clown show up against. Let's play this morning. There, no plane could take off. Let's, let's find out why. Let's go and play that one. Posobic's, uh, response. But this all, we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to all of you. We'll get to all yeah. of you. But this all means money. This is business. Well, it absolutely does. And it's an inconvenience for so many people, business travelers and, and leisure travelers. We're back to pre-pandemic levels. I mean, yesterday, 1.67 million people passed through TSA checkpoints in the U.S. Uh, that is more than on the same day in 2019. So we are back to pre-pandemic levels and people are flying. Millions of people are flying. At, at, at peak operational times, you have 5,400 planes in the air and all those connections all of those business travels, travelers uh, and, and vacations that are happening here. Uh, so this is um, a big inconvenience. And it's not because of weather and it's not because of flight crews that are not available uh, or overstretched or staffing issues. This is 100 percent because of an FAA outage. And I was emailing with United Airlines, you know, we're complying with that directive, that directive from the FAA okay. to ground all. We can, there, 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 where's the secretary of transportation? Where, where's, where's, where's the mayor? Is Howdy Duty? Where's Howdy Duty? Or is it, is it, uh, Alfred E. Newman? Where's Alfred E. Newman today? What, what me worry? The McKinsey consultant? Where's the genius yeah, the, that was going to be uh, president of the, the United States? Where, where, where is he? Yeah, Secretary Buttigieg of, you know, D. McKinsey, D. Langley, uh, if he's not over to Michigan waiting to campaign for Senate, because we all know that's what he's trying to do out there next, uh, he's nowhere to be found. He's blaming the Senate. Look, you got to understand, this was an entire shutdown of the national airspace system of the FAA. Do you know why you had to ground all air traffic because of this? Because they would not be able to send out any of the NOTAMs. This is the NOTAMs system, the notice to air missions system. That means when you're, that's your entire C2 for command and control for the entire U.S. airspace. And Steve, 
I'm not going to say this is what it was, but this is exactly what a high-level cyber attack would look like on the U.S. Imagine sustained outage of our NOTAM yeah. system, sustained outage of all downing of all commercial flights yeah. immediately. Hang on. I got Poso. I got Davis. I got Derek Harvey. I got the top guys on Intel and the legal aspects of all these investigations and, and uh, the top secret compartment information. But I got to finish when we come back. Mayor Pete somewhere wandering around Europe getting ready for Davos. The guy took on the supply chain he wasn't around. Where is this guy? Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Steve Ratner made Captain John Cox, longtime commercial pilot, made the former head of the FB, uh, FAA, Mr. Babbitt was with us. He made the point, too, which is that, yes, uh, it is an outdated system, but also it's the best in the world, meaning the skies are safe on a day to day, hour to hour basis. But there certainly are updates, upgrades and technology improvements that could be made to the system just to make it more efficient, to prevent moments like this, where you've got a couple of hours of planes yeah. sitting on the ground, disrupting an entire day of travel. Um, Transportation Secretary Buttigieg, Buttigieg did tweet out a short time ago that he has directed an after action process to determine root causes and recommend next steps. So Oof. it'll either happen at the cabinet level or the congressional level, yeah. but there will be an investigation mm -hmm. to what exactly took down the system today. Yeah. Let, let's get a congressional investigation. Good Buddha judge wandering around Europe, I think getting ready for Davos. He's going to do an after action report. The engine room, uh, the war room engine room informs me. I want to thank the engine room this morning. The DOT department of transportation, a uh, Pasobic transportation statistics, annual report, to go, supposed to go through and analyze all this. 234 pages. Equity, the word equity is mentioned on over 13% of the pages. This is their big focus is on equity, not on actually making sure the system works. But, but hey, Posobic, feel better, baby. Uh, Alfred E. Newman Buttigieg, Alfred E. Buttigieg is on it. He's going to do an after action report. Just want you to know he's phoning in from Europe. Uh, you feel better on that? Does does is Joe Biden wandering around somewhere? Does he feel better for that, Jack Posobiec? Yeah, yeah. Paging Secretary Buttigieg to the white zone. Paging Secretary Buttigieg to the white zone. Is it the red zone? You better shut up with that white. Zone. No, no, no. But look, when you when you that's my my, my airman line. Uh, but we've got a government <laughs> that it doesn't know. And keep in mind, Biden just came out and threw him under the bus because Buttigieg said early on there's no evidence of a cyber attack. And then they asked Biden about it, and he said, "Well, we don't know if it's a cyber attack." So now we don't know which way it's coming or going. 
we don't know what's happening here because they haven't briefed Biden on what the line is supposed to be. And I'm going to tell you something right now that everybody's asking about cyber attack. This is exactly what an invasion of Taiwan scenario would start out like. This is something. Yeah. And see, everyone's talking CNN the other day. Oh, you know, the United States would win. It would be hard fought, but we'd win. No, they would come at us with unrestricted warfare. You would see cyber attacks. The first thing you'd see is air, every air, one system. Yeah. Single point of failure. The NOTAM yep. system goes down. Guess what? Every flight is grounded. You yep. know what happens next? You go to pick up your phone and your GPS doesn't work. You can't drive anywhere. But, you know how many people but, drive with their GPS? But, Everyone these days. No Uber, no GPS, all of every, it's down. Every, every, every Uber, every, at least every every Uber driver. Okay, Jack, but hey, I feel better because Alfred E. Buttigieg is on the case. What, me worry? I'm doing an after-action report. That's the kind of guy CEOs love. I'm going to do an after-action report. You know, that has no earthy idea what's going on. Uh, Jack, I want to pivot here because we've got a lot to get through. I want to deal with Biden in the in the felonies. around. You're, you're a naval intelligence officer. How big a deal are the compartmented top secret, just the material? I'm going to get Davis in here. Mike Davis is going to join us right now. Talk about, but h- how big a deal is, is – did you have the ability when you're naval intelligence to take compartmented top secret and take it back home? Uh, what time he's cooking your dinner and just kind of flip through it and get some work done, sir? No, I'm serious. Oh, oh, sir. Yeah. Dude, come yeah, on, yeah, you're a, yeah, you're a we, Philadelphia um, guy. Couldn't couldn't you couldn't you taken it over to the University of Pennsylvania and had a cup of coffee in the Starbucks and kind of flip through it, sir? Well, you know what I would do is I would walk into the skiff with my cell phone and just start photographing, you know, different computer screens, make sure, you know, look up, you know, little things like our submarine locations, make sure I send, take those over to the local Chinese restaurant, see what, yeah. you know, just people, flip through people, it people, people, break, people should break. understand. Yeah. People should understand in, in the skiffs where these things, you've got to go to review these things. The phones have to be left outside the vault. The, these things are all vaults. The phones yep. have to be put into boxes outside the vote in a box in that the, cut off that the world can't get to outside. Yes. And then you got to go or even into the wall safes and then you go into the skiffs, which all have have uh, have codes. I mean, when I was in the Pentagon, I worked in a skiff. There was a vault. Right. And nothing could get in and out of there. The, the concept that you could take compartmented, which is above top secret, uh, could take that out. And, you know, he doesn't know. Remember, they moved it twice, as Mike Davis is going to remind him. But I just want to make sure everybody in the audience understands. How important is this information? Okay, go ahead. So hit me. Because, look, I was the guy that came out and said that it looked like the documents the FBI was after at Mar-a-Lago were the Russiagate documents. They were not able to find them. They were not able to find what was there because the contents matter. We're told that the time frame of these documents, 2013 to 2016, it included classified information on where Ukraine what was being run in Ukraine? What operations were the intelligence agencies running in Ukraine in 2013 to 2016? That's the entire Maidan revolution, the Maidan coup. When the president of Ukraine, duly elected, remember, defend democracy, defend democracy, but except for that one, uh, he gets knocked off in a U.S.-backed color revolution. Then we're also told U.K., what was going on in the U.K. in 2016? Let's ask Gina Haspel because she was the CIA station chief right there in London cross fire hurricane was being run out of London with the MI6 agent, Christopher Steele. That's where the meetings were taking place. That's where Mifsud was. That's where Papadopoulos was. They were running all of this out of London. So my question to them is, why were those documents brought back from that time frame? Did this have anything to do with that information? And why is it in an office at 101 Constitution Avenue, same, uh, same building, by the way, as One American News and, um, 
Epoch Times right upstairs there, funded by the Chinese government. Why are those documents sitting in the Penn Biden Center uh, in the first place? Penn Biden Center financed by the CCP. Jack, hang on one second. I want to bring in Mike Davis. Mike, great hit last night on Jesse Waters. Get us up to date on, on your thinking about this. How serious is it? Because they're, they're trying to do, and particularly the cover-up too, because, oh my gosh, uh, and this all came about because we have a Republican House of fighters and tigers that are going to be all over these jackals. Um, walk us through what's your, what's your latest thinking on this, Mike Davis, because they're making it seem like, oh, it's no big deal. It's not as bad as Trump at Mar-a-Lago and Trump's terrible and Trump's horrible and Biden's just a nice guy and he didn't know anything happened. Uh, Mike Davis. It's actually much worse than Trump because President Trump uh, had the absolute constitutional power as commander in chief and the statutory power under the Presidential Records Act to take his presidential records when he left off, classified or not. He could declassify them. He could take classified records. In the office of former president, they have uh, a federally funded office space. They have federally funded staff. The staff get security clearances. They have SCIFs or secure compartment information facilities. They have Secret Service protection to guard the paper records. If anyone's ever been to Mar-a-Lago, it's heavily guarded. He's a former president. They get lifetime Secret Service protection. Contrast that with uh, then-former Vice President Joe Biden. He had none of those powers. He did not have any power to declassify. He had no power under the Presidential Records Act to take any records. It's theft of government property, and it's also mishandling of classified uh, records when he took them to his office. To his office, and remember, as we talked about, he moved these twice. He moved these before January twentieth, two thousand seventeen, when he left the office of vice president, and then he moved them again in February two thousand eighteen, when he went to one hundred one Constitution, and he had they found these documents apparently in his personal files. So he moved them twice, and they were in his personal files at one hundred one. So it's just not credible that he didn't know what these documents were. He didn't know that he had them. That's just not believable. These these are major felonies, Mike Davis. Is that correct? These are major felonies since he doesn't have the plight to declassify. Remember, too, just to make sure that you understand the conversion of the stories. In the laptop from hell, they also remind us that this is the moment when he's got his brother and his, his uh, pervert, sexual maniac, drug addict son – uh, trying to shake down the Chinese for more cash, right? Just a random occurrence where the Chinese are already pumping money into the UPenn centers. He's on the payroll there. They're trying to get more money, and he's got highly classified compartmented documents. How big are the felonies here, uh, Mike Davis? Well, they're huge. I mean, they're huge. The, these are the same charges that they're trying to go after Trump on. And Trump. the problem is, is that Trump is a former president. It is legally impossible for President Trump to have violated the Espionage Act because he was the president. It is legally impossible for President Trump to mishandle classified information it's, and destroy presidential records or destroy government property. They're trying to charge President Trump under the, uh, under the general government uh, document destruction act when the, the presidential record records act applies that doesn't work for a former vice president it, it, the, it, the, the, the national yeah the national archives which is so hair on fire about trump the cover up here you guys are guilty of felonies too you never bought it for it. national archives are going to you're going to have garland the fbi national archives they're all going to get outed in this in the cover up mike hanger for one second because i know jack's got to punch it i, I want to ask you about weaponization of government but let me jack 
you saw the cold open with Morning Joe on the weaponization of government. And man, they're, 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 oh no, this, you can't show this. This is the top secret things. It came being the skiff. We're going to fight them. They can subpoena. What is your assessment on the new church committee? They're clear. I got a Washington Post story up on, uh, on Getter. They're in full meltdown. This is the biggest thing I think that's ever happened because the administrative state understands you got Jim Jordan guys that are coming right for you, Jack Basobic. Morning, Joe, MSNBC. What did we see throughout the Russiagate investigation? We saw that all of the leaks ran from Joe Brent, John Brennan, Clapper, to people like Jake Tapper, to people like Morning Joe, like Morning Mika. All of the leaks that were coming out of the intelligence community were going to media, and then they were turning around and using that media for parallel reconstruction to say, well, this has been reported in the media, so we've got to run an investigation on it. Steve, we are going to find the names like Joe Scarborough, like Mika Brzezinski in these documents. I guarantee their own sources are going to have to be outed because we are going to see everyone who was leaking like a shifty shift to every single one of them, and they know the jig is up. And I couldn't be happier. I honestly couldn't be happier. But I want to see the subpoena list. I want to see the targets. Because I don't care if we're going to have some 12-hour session and depose Hillary Clinton. No, 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 no. I want scalps. I want as many scalps as possible, and I want to investigate this all the way down to the brass tacks. No, 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 Benghazi, no Trey Gowdy clowns, no, no Trey Gowdy clowns, uh, no, no Trey Gowdy can Jack, go do uh, social media hack with his little bow tie. Yeah, it's, and he can go do whatever the, 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 the his brilliant Sunday show on Fox. Right? Have fun on Sundays. Like a, Have fun. Hand grenade. God bless you. you like a, and my Sunday, like hand grenade. Steve, every, like my, we go to mass and then we watch Trey Gowdy. That's what my half my family spends every Sunday. <laughs> A hand grenade with a bad haircut. Um, can you, uh, how do, uh, how do, uh, we get to you? What's all the social media? Look, you've got to watch Human Events Daily. We just dropped the China Files, all five series of them, parts one, two, three, four, five. This Sunday, by the way, our Sunday special, who have we got on? Masako Ganaha, the international journalist out of Okinawa, describing for us the Chinese influence operations in Japan and the threat that they pose to Okinawa, wow. just about 450 miles from Taiwan. You've got to watch this episode. Oh, uh, brother, the first four were fantastic. So the first four or five, thank you very much. Uh, Mike, I got a minute in this segment, but I want to hold you over and I'm going to bring up Derek Harvey. Uh, you heard Morning Joe. Are they going to be able to run and hide and rope-a-dope this, uh, like they're saying, that you got to fight us with subpoenas? We're never going to give up investigations. What's your thoughts, Mike Davis? Uh, they, I mean, they're going to have to. Congre the, if they don't think that the FBI and the intel agencies are subjects to congressional oversight, that they're just... Uh, they're just power centers onto themselves, and they're, they're not accountable to anyone. That's exactly the problem with the, the FBI and the intel community is they don't think that they're accountable to anyone, and that has to change, and it's going to change. Uh, my former boss, uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, on the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee was able to uncover a lot of this, the Russian collusion hoax and many other scandals in the FBI and the intel community, and I think this select committee is going to take the baton. Uh Mike Hanger for one second. I got a couple more questions on the other side. We got Colonel Derek Carvey. We have Mike Davis, Harmeet Dillon, Caroline Levitt. We're going to go. Cardinal Pell died uh, yesterday. The Americans in, in the American Spectator has a blockbuster story out about what he was working on about the Vatican. Hmm. 
A lot of double D on there as they're totally beholden to the Chinese Communist Party. You see a pattern here? Short break. Back to second. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. All one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. By rollover Getter, go to my Getter account right now. We're putting up stuff nonstop, or particularly on the CNN report of uh, the lies of the FDA and the CDC about uh, this vaccine. Now they're outed suppressing and hiding information. You're going to see a lot of this. You're going to see a lot of information start coming out. Wow, we didn't know we had that from every different aspect of the lying administrative state because now they're going to be outed. Mike Davis, um, your, your concluding thoughts here. You've been all over this about how, how hard this has to be pressed and about the comments Joe Biden's already making about this uh, regarding Merrick Garland. Yeah, this is a huge problem. So this came out. Uh, they did the the Biden team disclosed these records on November second, six days before the midterm elections. This was covered up for two months. We didn't find out about this for two months, uh, which is a, a cover up in its, onto itself. Uh, you have the Attorney General who appointed a special counsel for President Trump, but won't appoint a special counsel for his own boss, President Biden. There is a much clearer case. There's a much clearer conflict of interest for Merrick Garland investigating Biden than Merrick Garland's investigating Trump. Uh, this U.S. attorney that was appointed, they say it was a Trump U.S. attorney. This was actually a hand-picked attorney by Dick Durbin in Illinois. So this is not, he was, he was one of two U.S. attorneys who Biden capped. That tells you all you need to know about this guy. And so Merrick Garland must appoint a special counsel and President, Trump, uh, President Biden is already putting politi- political pressure on Garland, he came out in a statement and said, review, which I hope will be over soon. That is improper legal pressure on Attorney General Merrick Garland and the Biden Justice Department. That's their boss saying, get this over with quickly, sweep it under the rug. There must be a special counsel. Davis, how do people, particularly in the next couple of days, uh, that want to be all over the story, how do they follow you? 
uh, article3project.org, article3project.org, at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth. My personal is at MRDDMIA, MRDDMIA. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Great hit last night on Fox. Um, I want to bring in Colonel Derek Harvey. Just so you understand, I wanted to give you the structure. Under Devin Nunez, which is the best chairman of the Intel Committee we've had in living memory, Nunez controlled it. He had, to, he had his chief counsel, Cash Patel, but he also had the intelligence officer, DIA, U.S. Army colonel, a legend for what he did in Iraq, a legendary figure, Colonel Derek Harvey. Colonel Harvey joins us now. Colonel Harvey, give us your assessment of this uh, Biden, uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, crimes of Joe Biden, sir. Well, first off, um, Steve, I was the chief investigator for Devin Nunes and a strategic advisor to figure out how to navigate through all the obstacles that we're going to confront. And I'd first like to just piggyback off some of these comments about the investigations. And it will play a part, I think, with the Biden piece that we're going to talk about. The oversight and the investigations going after. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. No, you go, you go ahead. You just roll. We want okay. to hear what you have to say. We need, we have subpoena authority to go after these people, and it's going to work real well, I think, with uh, Speaker McCarthy. We're not going to have obstacles like we had with, with Paul Ryan, who blocked the subpoenas that Devin Nunes wanted to submit to DOJ and FBI and some of the others to get at the bottom of the Russia hoax. But we're li- it's incredibly important to line up the right leadership that's going to be aggressive, you need the right kinds of staff in there that are going to know the topics, be technically proficient, and will be aggressive. We need the resources to do it, and you need a strategy, and you need to be able to execute it. And at the end of the day, once you have all that, you need a good media strategy to communicate it. And if you remember, you know, we started to get a little more traction when uh, Lee Smith and Amanda Milius combined on getting the, the book on on, I mean, the movie out that dealt with the Russia hoax. Well, we need a media strategy that's going to connect all the dots so we establish a narrative going into 2024. We dig, we get the evidence out, we exploit it, we amplify it, but we need that narrative that will influence the campaign in 2024 for the president, for the Senate, and elsewhere. And, you know, we got to have all those things. And we're going to get after these investigations. Some are more important than other. The weaponization one is really important. But the obstacles we're going to face, and I know, Steve, you know it, but for the audience out there, all of these agencies and departments working for President Biden are going to delay, obfuscate, give a little bit, show a little leg, and then, you know, come back again. And what we're going to wind up with is subpoenas that are not going to be enforced by DOJ. Or we'll play rope-a-dope. And so we're going to have to execute and play hardball with things like the Holman Rule and find other legislative ways of pinning these people down so that they are compelled to provide the information, the documents, and testify. And it's going to be slow for a while. And that's going to also just one other thing. Devin Nunes was spied on. Cash Patel was spied on. My records were accessed by the FBI. All an attempt to dig up dirt on us. These staff and leaders are going to wind up facing some of the same sorts of dirty tricks by the intelligence community. And I'll just make one note here. 
the CIA and the, and the FBI have files on the congressman. We need to find out what they have put in those files and, and the justification for it and what they're doing to dig it up and how they're, they're acquiring this information on sitting congressmen. This is pretty explosive. I, I, I want to go back. We only got – well, I'll tell you what. I, I want to get this in the next break because I, or through the next break. It's a 90-second break, and I don't want to um, – because um, Derek Harvey is one of the most uh, revered individuals in the Army and particularly in the intelligence aspect of the Army for the work he did in Iraq and other places throughout the world, a, a true hero and a patriot. Uh, when he drops bombs like this, about Cash uh, Patel, about Devin Nunez, about himself, uh, and also now talking about the congressman. You're seeing how this is a fight. This is a war to the knife here. You want to talk about the direction of your country until you wrested control back from the Praetorian Guard that is the administrative state in their deep state elements. That's a Praetorian Guard. Kennedy, Nixon, Trump. They want to be able to select who they want. And if you think they're going to give up that power easily, you are incorrect. Colonel Derek Harvey joins us on the other side of his short break. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 